You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show Super Bowl Radio Row Extravaganza. I'm Rachelle Prevet, and what you'll be hearing today are some incredible interviews on Radio Row in Las Vegas in anticipation of Super Bowl 58 featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. In this show, we'll chat with former NFL coaches Brian Billick and Mike Smith. You'll also hear from Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino and current Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. These interviews come courtesy of a very familiar voice, RJ Ochoa, who you know and love from here at the SB Nation NFL Show and blogging The Boys, and Rob Thompson in conjunction with The Morning Huddle on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Let's kick it off with former Baltimore Ravens head coach, Brian Billick. Yeah, it's great. Great to be here. Great to be anywhere at this point in my life. <laughs> well, you're staying busy. Uh, less so than before, but in a way that I like. Really, I've become obsessed with golf. So, uh, What's if, the handicap? If, if you'll let me, uh, my handicap is pretty much my uh, my six iron. <laughs> if I have to hit that, that's as big a handicap as you have to. You know, I'm about a 13, but that's that's a cheat like everybody's handicap, right? It's probably really a 17. Well, a 17. I mean, that's much better than I'm kind of faring at this point in time. <laughs> Coach, you got here. We do something at this hour every day. Yeah. We air grievances. And it could be anything in your life. To let the bad air like, out to start your day. It doesn't have to be show-related, although if you have one with us, I mean, we're, we're, we're open to it. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. We uh, can be coached hard. But, like, is there something that's stuck in your craw that, you know, you can add to our grievances? Yeah. And I, I, I can say this, but because I'm from California. Okay. Okay, native. All right. I came here to Las Vegas, obviously, to visit with people and do that. But I mainly came to play golf. And oh, there again, God. California screws us and brings all that right, rain right. of all the time to have to bring all that rain in is one more thing California's done to, to shove it up our backside. What is it? The uh, Pacific Train? Or yeah, whatever the, it might the be. river, the uh, Pineapple River or something, whatever. But, uh, boy, you look at that. It's just L.A. to Las Vegas, and it's uh, knocked out two days of my golfing. So. Are you checking out the live event this weekend? I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to get out of town before it gets real crazy here, but I am going to get on the course one more time. Smart move, I think. Uh, is there an art form to coaching an all-star game? You know, uh, there's certainly a an experience that you have to understand. When we went to the Super Bowl, uh, I had a number of coaches, Bill Walsh, Dan Reeves, former coaches of mine, that reached out, which I really appreciated, to kind of say, look, here's what you need to think about. Because it is a totally different environment. It was great. Dan Reeves, said, he spent like 45 minutes with me telling me he did this, did that. And he says, you know what? But I haven't won one of these yet, so just do the opposite of what I just told you to do. Right. But it really is. It's more experience about the the pacing of the week. Obviously, you do just what you do. Uh, and that's the main thing you got to get the players. Guys, we know how to do this, right? Practice is the same. The field's the same. The game, once once you kick off, but it's everything in between. How do you handle that? And you spend as much time with that on your players as anything. 
the Ravens obviously thought that they were going to be in that moment. Maybe John Harbaugh would have hit you up. Obviously, John Harbaugh has done this before, um, and it felt that way. I think we all burned ourselves potentially. I know I did picking Baltimore. It's really difficult when you feel like it's your year and you yeah. feel like you've, in this instance, you've got Kansas City on the ropes and another MVP season for Lamar, and it, you kind of feel like if it can't go right now, what what do the circumstances have to be for it to go right? And that's the lingering. I mean, yeah, it was a great game, and you give Kansas City credit, and Baltimore was all the things you just said. But that and that is it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Going forward, that's the difficulty now as a coach, both as an organization with your team, because you're right. This was prime. This was the, the, this was their time to go again, and it didn't happen, as happens in football. And now that can permeate an organization, you know, uh, in terms of. What is What do we have to do? Are we really that good? You question what you're doing. And that's something that's very real that you have to address. You know, looking at uh, in the broader scope of things, we're coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, and obviously uh, Dallas Cowboy land. And we're, what, we're talking about broad principles and looking at a at a franchise that's kind of at a pivot point. And when you see a franchise or been a part of that and you see how you have to change a lot of different things, What's the first thing when you look at a franchise that needs to get moving in a different direction? What's the the linchpin move that starts this process? That, that's the hard part because the knee jerk reaction is you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. We got to do everything. Well, no. Sometimes it's very subtle. Right. Just to and 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 you have to begin with the idea that look, I'm always at and 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 we're talking about it right now with Kansas City. Oh, how hard it is to go back and repeat? It's hard just to win one. Right. The things that have to align for you to go to and win a Super Bowl, a lot of it is fate. Obviously, you don't just dismiss it to that because there's a lot of things you got to do to set yourself up. That you create your own luck, so to speak. But, but it, it's a hard process. So Dallas has to look at they were a good team, just like we talked about with Baltimore. They did a lot of good things, but you got to go back and be very critical about and, and analyze. Okay, is there something? Is there a little something we need to do? If we got to do a lot of things, then you're talking about a total rebuild. That's a wholly different project. Mm-hmm. But what kept us, what were the strategic things that kept us from getting to the next game? Sometimes it's just they were a better team mm-hmm. or they were a better team that day. Kansas City and Baltimore, I think Baltimore is a better team uh, if you want to qu- try to quantify sure. it, but not on that day. That's the great thing about this game, that, that uh, 60 minutes is just long enough not for the best team to win, but the team that played best. And that's the great thing about the game. But you're right. It, it for the Cowboys again, and, and Jerry's one to you know he's going to do it all. You know, and we're going to do. I, I applaud that he kept Mike McCarthy. Uh, they'll make some subtle changes along the way because they were close. Um, and and see if okay, we've got the elements. We got to add a few things here and there uh, th- that happened during the season. But they're they're not that far off compared to you. Look at a lot of other teams that boy, there's there's a lot more to do. Brian Billick uh, joining us here on the morning huddle, and I think Coach. Sometimes sometimes fans think, okay, we'll just add this, and we get to pick back up where we left yeah. off. And you you know, look at the Cowboys or the Ravens, and you have these amazing – Lamar's going to win MVP this week, and it means nothing. And right. so how hard is it to kind of humble yourself and say, look, we did all these great things, we have all these you know things on the wall, and we'll all remember them forever, but we did not get that thing that's on your finger right now. I mean, you, you do have to you know not throw the baby out, but you do have to throw the bathwater out. You do. And, and more importantly, you have to give them something to hang their hat on to say, so this is how we're going to make it different. And beginning with, even with whoever wins this game, the biggest challenge day one, whether it's OTAs or when they get to training camp, is, guys, we are a great team. We've got the pedigree, but we got to start over. 
Mm-hmm. And that that those things, the relationship, the way we work, it's like being married, right? It's not just well, she knows she uh, she uh, I love her, I'm good. No, it's it's you, baby. You better do it every single day. Those little things to keep that connection, build those relationships. Don't just assume. Don't just let's just get through the regular season because now it's all about the postseason. That's the challenge for someone like Lamar now. Right? Um, is that it doesn't matter next season. What you do during the season, that really doesn't matter what happens in the playoffs until you get into this game and win it. You're going to hear that criticism, so you can't rush past the other things thinking, okay, I'll, I'm ready to go once we get to that. No, you got to take care of us from day one. And as a coach, to keep them grounded in what's happening now versus what's going to go on in December has to be not only part of the daily plan, but annually you have to look at what the schedule looks like to get them going what a, it's, what a, it's it's a new responsibility to and that's a the great challenge of the nfl it's a it's a it's a new paradigm it's a new project design every i don't care how many people you have coming back you're starting anew. i was joking uh, a couple of years ago when i saw isaac newsom in the uh, in the airport after their, their last super bowl in 2012 we happened to see each other Hey, Ozzy, congratulations. The combine starts in three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a quick turnaround, baby, because now, yeah, we're going to be talking the combine here now, what, two weeks? Brian Billick with us here on the Morning Huddle. And, Coach, it's my presumption that all of you are your Super Bowl rings this week because it's it's a cool entry to this club. Um, And it's like this big bat signal walking around like, I've done it. I've climbed the mountain. I've gone through everything starting with the combine. Um, On the subject of signals, you're here on behalf of Signal Relief. Yeah. Amazing product came to me about uh, six months ago, and like everything, I get a lot of things brought to me and going. Okay, well, this is kind of cool. This is an amazing product, it really is. It's it's not a tense patch. Uh, it's uh-huh. not icy hot. That's what I thought it was. There's no there's no uh, nothing you take, no drugs, nothing plug in. This basically works. It's a military grade, military developed. It works with electrical signals in your body, and that's all pain is, mm-hmm. right? From from the pain, to, we say put it between the brain. And the pain. Totally. You put this thing, and that's the thing I love about it. You put it where you need it, and it blocks that pain signal that allows you to do the things. You know, motion is medicine. Right. Okay, that's the key. You got it. Players, I dealt with players for my entire professional life. You go into a, a training room, hundreds of thousands of dollars of stem machines, ice machines. Mm-hmm. Why? To help them deal with that prohibitive pain. So they can get back on the field because it's that action with your joints and the muscle. That's where the recovery comes from to be able to do that. Now, at my age, you know, 18 holes of golf, I put this thing on my lower back. Mm-hmm. Right, You're 36. I, when I get out of the pool, yeah, believe me, <laughs> wait till you get to my age. You know, stuff's falling off and thing. You know, it's yeah. it's amazing. I get out of the pool. It's on my shoulder. It's my upper back. It mitigates that pain that allows you then to continue to work the joint and the muscle. It's an amazing product. It's reusable for a year, so it's very cost effective. You put it where you need it. It's 100 uh, percent money back guaranteed if you don't like it, but I promise you, it's it's going to work for you. Signalrelief.com promo code Coach yep. for 20 percent because you're generous. Yeah, I know. Hey, when, when was the last time someone gave you 20% off I'll tell of you what, No kidding. And you got to stay young earning around college kids. Before we let you go, uh, as we've seen the melding of the college yeah. game and the pro game, tell us about the difference of the, uh, how close are the college kids to being pro athletes now as opposed to way back when? Well, obviously, that because of the way things have progressed, they're certainly more pro-ready when it comes to – although there are enough differences in the, in, the, in the game, obviously. I did consulting at Arizona right. State. Loved being around those young players. It's a different mentality now with the NL, NIL and, and the portal, which right now I'm, I'm not a big – to me, college football is a cesspool right now. I hate the way we're college football is right now. They've got to get this under control. Sure. They keep talking about doing the Super League and great. Right. 
do it. Get it done. Yeah, st- start it now. So let's we can, go. We can get yeah, used to it, right? Because because it's right now. It's ruining the game. Um, but but you're right. The players are more pro ready. Has when the they league come, come to college? Or has the college come to the league? You know, there's a melding of it to a degree. Um, I think it, it it's not as much as a lot of people perceive. I don't think when I you know I'm into the numbers and I've been in my entire career. When you look at the numbers, the situations you're in, the number of times you're in situational offense and defense, and the way the game flows. Game really hasn't changed a lot. Yes, it's a little more open. Uh, a little bit can be a little more down the field. There's a little bit more involved with it in that regard. Uh, defenses have gotten a little smaller because offenses have got a little bit more spread, but not to the degree that uh, in the college game where, you know, it's uh, the other thing in the college game that bugs me is uh, I coach at the Hula Bowl. Right. Uh, Mike Smith and I do. And we get these kids, they've never been in a huddle in their life. They've never taken a snap from wow. uh, running backs. Never taken a, a handoff from a quarterback from under center. You, you spend the whole week going. This is how you huddle. <laughs> that and is crazy. It, it is amazing. It is amazing. So, uh, but uh, but it's fun. It's fun to do. But it, so that from that standpoint, uh, they are more. And and you certainly have more data to go on as a coach. And, and aware of more players. There's no more of the hiding. Oh, there's a guy at, at right, uh, dude, I, Buzzard's Breath, North Dakota. Right. That it's really everybody knows who everybody right. is. Former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Super Bowl champion. Mike Smith is sitting with us. Uh, you know, when we get to see coaches come and sit down, I love the way that people treat you. When you walk and you sit and, and former players and coaches see you, there's this brotherhood amongst guys that have been in the battles. That you, you just I wouldn't even know if you were a head coach before, but if I saw you standing in the wall and the way that people walk up and treat former head coaches, there's something to that. You enjoy it? Well, football has been something that I've done forever, and uh, it's it's there's a kinship, mm-hmm. there's a fraternity, and uh, it's not just at the at the national football level and in, in the NFL. It's at all levels. I mean, guys that I've played high school ball, right. right? When we get, hey, when we get together, you know, it's, hey, you remember against Crescent City? You know, it's third down. We have those conversations. I mean, and, you know, then you sit, sit that's at the bar. Then you go home and, you know, you're, you haven't seen the, right. the parent. And, yo, do you remember I used to drive you to, right. yeah, it's just, it's just a we wonderful. Get, we get wonderful lost journey. in the professionalism of yes. the job of football. Oh. Forget this is a game it, played by guys that enjoy each other's company to go out and do something special. Absolutely. It, and, and come together as a, as a unit and go out and perform and do the best that they possibly can. And we're getting to see it at the highest level here in, in, in Las Vegas here at the end of the week. I find this to be true in my life. It's just somebody who covers football. So I can only imagine it's true tenfold for you. My wife knows we can't travel certain months. You know, we can't do this. My son, I cover the Dallas Cowboys. He was born the night before Thanksgiving. Super inconvenient. You know what I mean? Um, so, But you were there, right? I, I, of course I was there. But covered the game in the hospital. Uh, but that being said, I mean. Is that your life? I mean, you know. I mean, you know you're coming to Radio Row every year. I mean, you kind of structure your life around football season. Still do. So Even, you're about to start yeah. the off season then. Yes, the off se- the off season is 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 upon us. <laughs> uh, now I don't work as hard as I used to work, <laughs> but I still enjoy the I still enjoy the season, and it has to it has to do not only with the X's and O's, but it's the kinship. I mean, the conversations that take place all across the world now, not just in our country, all across the world on Friday morning after right. a Thursday night game, uh, Monday morning, 
you, and you you get Monday is my favorite because you talk about what happened on Sunday, but then you still got you got one Monday, more. You got one more, and it's usually a pretty good one. You know, You're it's, describing our lives as this, talk radio. Uh, yeah, just, you, that is it, our uh, calendar for sure. Absolutely. And they, if you've been you, when you've been in it for as long as we have, it doesn't change. It there's certain things that my wife knows on a Monday or a Saturday I'm gonna do. <laughs> as we happens. all do coach so i was thinking about something we're scheduled to talk to matt ryan later in the day in a little bit i'd like to know something you think we should ask him um but correct me if i'm wrong because i was thinking about this matt's first career pass michael turner yeah. i'm gonna say like 76 yard touchdown that had to just be the coolest thing ever like for you all to experience well it was <laughs> it was but it was to michael jenkins i was very close, close. Uh, yeah you had the michael 15 years ago yeah, I was, yeah, you know. so it was a long time ago yeah it was uh it was uh, his first, first career pass. pass first yeah. career pass, and it's funny. Mike Malarkey was our offensive coordinator, uh, and we kind of had a pretty good idea. And uh, you know, Matt executed. <laughs> we got we got the coverage that we we thought we were going to get, and Matt executed it. And I mean, what a way to start your career! And uh, I never, I'll never forget the excitement on that sideline not only from matt ryan but from everybody from the people that taped the ankles to the people that put on the chin straps and and got the take you know the helmets all lined up we're so excited about matt ryan's first uh first professional throw and matt is a wonderful wonderful person and he's a hell of a football of course player. hell of a football player he anything that he does in after football won't surprise me because he's he's very very talented. Mike Smith, a former head coach in the NFL with the Falcons, uh, AP coach of the year back in 08. Uh, the witchcraft of coaching always intrigues me as we head into the Super Bowl because it's a it's a game, just another game, just a, you got a two weeks to get ready for it. But all that goes into it, when you see uh, how other coaches handle it, how, do you get a feel for your team? Do you have a plan ahead of time, or do you go day by day? My team's a little hyped up. I got to bring them back. A little under. I got to bring them up. How do you handle? your teams as you go through the playoffs in the prep during this run well i i think different coaches have different philosophies my philosophy was always that then it doesn't matter if it's a preseason game a regular season game or the postseason you're gonna go through the same routine because we we all feel much more comfortable when we are know what to expect mm -hmm. and that we stay stay on a routine and this is just you know you, it's it's not just another game but you've got to try to make it that when hey when we get out on that practice field it's just like um if it's a tuesday practice it's just like a tuesday practice in the preseason it's just like a tuesday practice in the regular season we we've got to you know we've got to go out and prepare and, and do our job and that's the way i believe you have to prepare for it give them a day the first day they get in mm -hmm. give, give them a day and then try to get back in on that routine now the great thing about there's two weeks to prepare most of the preparation gets done in that in that week so now it's yeah. just install we're it's, just yeah, getting everything we're, in. Hey, we're just making sure that we hey we all understand the game plan and we may tweak one or two things but the haze in the barn when you get to to the site and the guys that are here in las vegas they they know it's just a little tune-up every day 
the old adage is you build your team, you construct your team to win your division. The NFC South was incredible uh, during your time there. It featured, obviously, Drew Brees at his peak and the arrival of Cam Newton. Um, Josh Freeman's bucks kind of slept on. I mean, you guys at, at one point in time felt like had the best four quarterbacks in the NFL, certainly. Um, is that true, that you, you build it to win your – I mean, because the goal is to be here. But it, the quickest path, easiest path to the playoffs is get that first home playoff game. Well, you've got, well the, the thing you have to do is you've – there's one way to guarantee to get you in the playoffs, and that's when you're division. Right. You know, you don't have to rely on uh, so-and-so so so and so yeah, being exactly. this and, and being a wild card. So, when you, yes, you, you want to win. I think you want to build your team ultimately to win a Super Bowl, but the path is through winning in your division. So would, would you partially coach and, and philosophize and theorize – Again, you've got to do more than win, in this case, the NFC South. But would you sort of, again, structure your team in a way that specifically could take advantage of that in the hopes of obviously doing beyond that because you do play six games against them? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know you know, every year you're going to play six games against your division opponents and you you know what their weaknesses are, right. but they know what yours are. And, you, you hey, you want to get those – Sure. those three wins twice a year <laughs> you know and if you don't then you get into the conversation that goes on at the end of every season you know you've been through it every head coach has and when the seasons are over you know we're, we're we are very much involved with the cowboys we're cowboy country we're an affiliate and we watch this the carousel going on as we lose dan quinn and whether mccarthy stays or not do you guys reach out and talk to each other like hey man everything everything going all right or is it just well, you know it's coming you know what everybody's going to deal with and the storm will die down eventually and you'll just move on or be praised again well, it it depends on the you know the relationships that you that you have with the with the different coaches, uh, you know. And there's some that that are you're much closer with mm -hmm. and that you talk to on a regular basis. And yeah, definitely you reach out to those guys and you want to be supportive uh, because it is a very very tight community. I don't want to say fraternity. Uh, it's a community. And it's not only the coaches, it's the coaches' families. There's so much that sure. goes on to it. And as a coach, you feel like you're, uh, when things aren't going well, you feel like you're not only letting down your players and your team, but you're letting down the people in the building. It, and you've got to, you know, you, you feel like you have a chance to make sure that those families and these people mm -hmm. are all going to be okay at the end of the season. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. I yeah. mean, that you're carrying, you're carrying in the weight of fans, and you know, again, the, the, in the case of the Falcons, a, a franchise that's so starved. I mean, the fact that you walk around as the winningest head coach in Atlanta Falcons history, I mean, that's that's a big deal. I mean, like, it, uh, by the way, the red helmets need them. Like, I don't know if you can talk to Mr. Blanc. I mean, but like, the black ones are okay, but the, we need the red ones <laughs> the red all the time. Everybody down. loves them. Is I, that it, right? It's, it's, it's scientific fact at this point. Is that right? Well. Well, we're placing uh, it to the highest source we can. can you, yeah, well, you I can, I can pass Blank, that just... one. And hey, you might uh, you might want to try to run that by Matt today. Oh yeah, you, we might just bring that up to Matt. Yeah. He might have as much hey, sway as you. He'll, hey, the the players they really get superstitious about sometimes what they wear. Uh, you know, in fact. I wish they would be a little bit more lenient with the way that you can wear those uniforms. Sometimes you have to you pick them too far in advance, and it's like, oh boy, I wish, uh, I wish we were in the ones that we played that good game in. <laughs> well, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little superstitious. Yeah, I'm gonna wear if I can. We need to wear these. See, it's but it's more about the uniform. It's about the gear and the helmet and the visor and the face mask. It all has to make sense positionally, and I, you know, numbers like. 
didn't love Julio in 11. You know, just what, like Roddy was a great 84, but 11 just, I can't get on board. I love the 80 numbers. But on the subject of gear, shoulder pads are an important thing in your life. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm involved with, uh, with a shoulder pad co- company called X-Tech, and uh, it's been around 14 years here in, the, in, uh, in football. And I had an opportunity to meet uh, Bob Brodrick, uh and he came to it. He came to Atlanta through a mutual friend, and he was he he showed up with his car and he had shoulder pads in the in the trunk. <laughs> try them on, coach. Yeah, that's right. Try them on here. Let hey, let me put your hand down here. I want to hit it with a helmet. You want to do what? And uh, I know you guys have probably seen it, and it just it just resonated with me about. We do everything with helmet and technology and all that. We don't do it with with the shoulder pads. And we need to do everything in our power, whether it's the head, the shoulders, the knees. We need to put our players in the best possible equipment. And X-Tech is. You know, it's the number one pad in professional football. Uh, the, all the big-time colleges are, are, are wearing them. But to me, the thing that is, is I'm so excited about is X-Tech is now getting ready to come out with a youth pad. In the retail market. Yeah. yeah. And to me, we're going to be able to get these young kids, because I can remember when I played, and it was a long time ago, <laughs> youth football, you know, it they weren't sizing it. It was, hey, pick your pad, you know, pick your pad, pick your helmet, you know. Uh, here you go. And, you know, your pants, your pants didn't go to your right. knees. They went to your ankles. Uh, we need to put and have an opportunity to put all these young kids in X-Tech pads. And it's going to, it's going to be out here in the next year or so, uh, you know, they're testing it right now. And to me, that's where our focus at X-Tech should be. It should be on the next generation sure. of of players and their safety. You know, you look when you think shoulder pads. There were the '80s shoulder yep. pads that were giant that you could barely even see the helmet. They were so big, and they have gotten smaller and more mobile and more protective over the years. But there was something about the big shoulder pads that made you feel like a man. Now they're compact, usable, uh, and uh, last much longer than they oh, used to. Oh, ab- absolutely. And uh, you know the tech, the technology. With the design, the technology, with the 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 uh, actual product, the plastics that they have, and the foams that they have, it it's going to make the game safer. And as a coach that's gone through this change of player safety, which is a great thing, uh, I'm on board, and and all coaches are. We've got to make the game safer, and we need to start it at a very very young. That is head coach, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, NFL champion Mike Smith, sitting with us right here on San Antonio Sports Star. I saw you a couple of years ago standing on the sidelines of the Hula Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a great way to scratch the itch? I mean, to oh, go out and it, run a couple of weeks a, with some superstars I'm, in college. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not. Hey, I'm over in the Hula Bowl, but I I I have have I have a blast. It's a great opportunity. I've done it five times, and yes, for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I. 
I'm, I'm done scratching. I'm ready to go home, but it uh, can't because the game's two days later. <laughs> I mean, Fair enough. that's the, it's, uh, being honest. That's, that's the man who's enjoying yes. retirement right there. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah, to- I just, uh, hey, if we could just go, if I could just go practice three times, not play the game, it would be perfect. Oh, coach, you sound like such a coach. I'd rather <laughs> practice than go get the game. It is such a pleasure. Coach yeah. Mike Smith right here on San Antonio Sports Stars. Thanks for stopping by with coach, us. Coach, last one for you. XTechPads.com. XTechPads on Instagram, by the way. I always want you know, to know this. I'm going to ask Matt Ryan too. How often during your, your time will you ask for master's tickets? That has to happen all the time if you're an Atlanta <laughs> sports figure. Absolutely. And I say, if you can get them, let me know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're, hey, it's, it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard ask. They must, cause it, you must get asked more for that than anybody gets asked for anything. The, 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 the Augusta national, it's a, it's a special place and uh well, to get yeah. an opportunity to get on it it's it's yeah. it's fun hey it's fun to be there and if a couple come your way a couple guys in san antonio <laughs> would love to spend some time with you actually last thing coach on the subject of pads michael bennett very very infamously would wear punters pads because he felt like he could not get held as much you know and 2012 divisional round you guys worked out for y'all you know what i'm saying and they, they came back next year we don't talk about that but um did he you, you persevered through his shoulder pads and now you're making them safer it's not about cosmetics not about right. strategy it's about safety michael bennett it is about safety <laughs> michael bennett but i will tell you this those offensive guys they sure do like to grab and and that's why x tech design sure. team has made it made it where you can't get you can't get it if you do the referee the umpire and the back judge can see the hold okay <laughs> like a true defensive coach, coach right there mike smith sit with us here on san antonio sports star genuine pleasures thank you for stopping by. yeah appreciate it guys dan marino you know all of who he is and what will be and he's sitting with us right now it, it, I'm a, kind of aghast, okay. Mr. Marino. Dan, well, thank it's a you, pleasure. Thanks yeah, for stopping no, glad, by, man. Oh, no, glad glad to be here. You guys, uh, you know, this is a hectic time for for the radio stuff here on Radio Row, but it's it's kind of fun. Dan, I got to get yeah. out right away. Obviously, all the football accomplishments are you know priority. Bad Boys Two, though, super underrated. <laughs> That's my all time favorite movie. So okay. to meet the star of it is really uh, well. No, we can't well, go too can't, far. Yeah, I mean, better role. Yeah. Bad Boys Two. Ace Ventura. Uh, Ace Ventura's got oh, Yeah, see? Role. Yeah. He, got mean, him, he had meat on that role. Yeah, exactly. That was my best work ever. <laughs> I feel like I made Jim Carrey a star, which I did. Think about what you did. You managed yeah. to catapult that guy <laughs> into the stratosphere. It's those little things that matter. It was great, man. It was great. That's good stuff. So, Dan, what's the week been like? Obviously, everybody's here. There's a lot yeah. of energy. Uh, they're hopped up on various things. Uh, you know, different things, whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just got here last night, and uh, I'm going to do some uh, corporate stuff here and obviously doing uh, the work with Eminem. Um, uh, almost champions ring that I'm doing a commercial for, and uh, uh, Bruce Smith's in it. You know, he was in four and didn't win, and T.O. was in a couple, and then uh, also our special guest in the commercial was Scarlett Johansson, which I thought was now cool. she's she in great. because she was nominated twice for the same in the same year and didn't I get it. Is that so. why? Yeah, yep, yep. That's pretty I'm, much I'm, what it is. Well, that's the yeah. worst thing to ever happen to y'all. You're, you're kind of it's working out pretty well for all four of you guys. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, it's not, no, but then. Anyway, so yeah, here promoting that and uh, uh, that they did the ring and um, no, you say the this. ring. They did yeah, the M&M's ring. You got to talk about this you ring. Really yeah, underselling. I saw an Instagram ad for this ring, and we knew yeah. that you were coming on for it. And I was like, "Is he going to be wearing the ring?" Like I was all. Oh, no, they got the ring. The rings at the M&M store so in Las Vegas. It's a so solid gold ring with diamonds in it, uh, but the diamonds chocolate. are made out of peanut butter. 
like there, it's a, it's manufactured diamonds that yes. have been made that were lab out of peanut butter, butter that you would get out of an M and M's. Yes, peanut butter M and M's. So, and I guess you could eat the ring if you want. To. <laughs> I, uh, but it, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. <laughs> I value my teeth too much, but I would eat and will eat these M and M's. It's on display here in Vegas at the M and M's store here in town. Uh, and also, wants- like for more information, I know we just yeah. you got to do this, but if you go to M and M's. MMS dot com and uh, slash Super Bowl. Of course, then you can get into all the other stuff they have, and they have like these sweatsuits that you could buy and be a part of it. And yeah, so it's it's, it's can I win cool. the ring? Uh, can you win the can ring? I win the ring? Or is it there? Can I meet Scarlett Johansson if she has the ring? Yes, we well, can do that. That's, okay. that's she, like we, one. We could definitely do that. All right, fair enough. Yeah. And we have to ask you, quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah, talk, compare and compress are, are the two quarterbacks that we get to see this weekend. Uh, say it again. Compare and contrast. What do you what Compare do you see in Brock Purdy? What do you see in Mahomes? Likes things that you see. Well, I mean, Mahomes is as good as it gets. Right. He, he is a, a special player. Has been a special player since he came in the league, and and uh, the things he can do throwing the football, uh, you know, it's just incredible. And he and he's a winner. Uh, he's going to be tough to beat in this game because he knows how to win Super Bowls. He's done it before, and Brock. Purdy is kind of a it's a neat story because I just love the fact that he's a you know he's an underdog guy. I'd love to see him win actually. You know he's an underdog guy coming in last last pick in the draft. And the little cool thing with me is is I guess I got a I got a note that said uh, that Brock Purdy's dad was a Dan Marino fan. Right. You know when and when he was growing up and they watched tape and stuff like that. So it makes and he was wearing thirteen. Of so, course. So now you know besides. My M and M's ring in the Super Bowl. Purdy's my favorite guy now. That's interesting. <laughs> well, but that I think the the story of Purdy has been so lost in people trying to figure out how good he is and how good Kyle Shanahan is and whatever. It's his second season in the NFL. I mean, you know what it's yeah. like to have high levels of success so early, and obviously Mahomes is the kind of modern day king of that. When you're that young and you are experiencing those things. I feel like it would just wash over you. You're almost too naive to understand what's at stake. Yeah, is that you a, realize? Is, is that a fair way well, to look uh, at it? That is definitely fair. I mean, because you know, I played in the Super Bowl my second year. We broke all those records. We did any no one else was doing all those kind of things, and then we didn't beat the 49ers, who had an incredible team in Montana, obviously, and a lot of other guys, Ronnie Lott, those guys. Uh, but. I thought I would be back and playing that game again a number of times, and I was 20. I still may be the youngest quarterback to start in the Super Bowl. I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty darn close. And uh, you just think you're going to be there. You'll be there. I thought we'd be going to next year, and it doesn't happen. So I think that's the lesson that a lot of these guys have learned over the years is you know, you got to take advantage of the shot when you got it because you don't know what's going to come down the road in the future. On the subject of that, we cover the Dallas Cowboys, and Dak Prescott is the longest-tenured starting quarterback in the NFL relative to his specific team because of Aaron Rodgers changing teams, things sure. like that. Um, and, and he's entering now year nine. And I have to imagine at that point you start to wonder, like, if it can't happen, it didn't happen when we were the one seed. It didn't happen when we had the bye. You know, you're, and you're kind of evaluating what has to happen. What are your thoughts on, on Dak given his exposure you know, as a, as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback? Well, I like Dak as far as his ability and everything he's been able to accomplish in his career. And and, uh, and it's just that they just haven't been able to get over that hump. And, and it just takes that effort, extra effort, being in the right situation as far as what the schedule is and how many – you know, what's the injuries? I mean, like for the Dolphins, for example, we, right. we got hurt at the end of the year. I mean, it's just a fact. Like just like a lot of, 
you know, a lot of injuries, and it was hard to overcome that. So, I mean, that's just part of it. And I think that will, he'll be fine. I mean, they'll, they're going to – they'll continue to, con, you know, to uh, compete. We'll see where it goes as far as him getting into a championship game. And knowing the variables that get into winning a title, at what point do you, as a pro, do you start accepting the fact that I'm going to do everything I can, but it just might not work out? You know, I I, I don't think you ever try to think that Good. because you, you, you think that uh, you can do it. And especially if you play, always played at a high level, that it could happen. Um, I think after when I retired, I did feel like I could play a couple more years. It just didn't, it just didn't feel right to where I could have went to Minnesota, could have went to Pittsburgh, like places like that. But uh, yeah, you do. You always think if you're putting the work in, and you're doing right. the work. You think like you got a shot, you know, no matter what the circumstances are. So that's always that's always there with play. If, if you got a player that's worth worth. Uh, you know what he is as far as if he's a, if he's a good one or not then he's thinking about that all the time he you is dan marino if you don't recognize the voice here with uh, m&m's yeah, yeah, offering yeah. a ring that we all have access to see at some point you touched yeah. on the dolphins and it's interesting when teams are successful in the same sort of way right like anybody thinks dolphin success they think of you they think of offensive success it'd, it'd be weird if the dolphins were like a heavy all defense team you know what i mean sure and so you look at Tua, and you look at what mike mcdaniel has done and you mentioned it they just kind of fizzled out and caught some bad luck near the end do you think that next season they can finally break over the buffalo bills and if the jets obviously come back with aaron Rodgers, i mean they're, they're on the cusp and they just need those things to kind of line up right for them too well you said it i mean you said it right right there was, they need to things to line up and at the end of the year there, we had opportunities, and I think you just got to grow from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I would say every Dolphin fan, Dolphin player, anybody that's involved that would, would say you got to grow from that and understand that you got to be healthy. you got to have your right players playing at the end of the year when the games are very meaningful. They, they count so much. Uh, you got to have everybody ready. When you look at the style Miami and McDaniel and all the offenses that we see around, and it's obviously, man, in my day it was this, and this day it's so much easier. But when you look at the systems that are popular now, do you feel like that would be something that you would be that you would enjoy the RPO movement and that, that kind of yeah the yeah, game as it's changed? I mean, we, I could do it for but sure. Would you but enjoy? It? Do you think I, I the success would, would come? I throwing, I don't know about throwing all the little yeah throwing it sideways all the time. Like that wasn't my game. Um, as far as all these bubble screens and RPOs like you're talking about. So could I do it? Yeah, I definitely could do it. But uh, it was one, not one of the things that was even around that. Much, right. You know, and, uh, you know, our throws were more down. I mean, we had always had chances no matter what the play was going down the field. So that, that's a whole different offense. And, and now they run more motion and more adjustment with players and, and same personnel in the game and are all in different spots and it's all – but it makes it uh, more challenging for defenses. Do you feel like you would have approved of how protective the league is of quarterbacks now? I mean, you fall down the wrong way, and, and there's 15 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, that had to have been something that you, you look and you're like, man, life would have been a lot easier. It would have been easier. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I kind of like it because <laughs> I think you want you you want your star players to be in there and playing the game. And, and guys still, even though they have changed the rules still, sure. guys are still getting hurt. You know I mean? It's not – it's just part of the game and how physical it is. So, uh, but I mean, it did change. Um, it changed, uh, you know, how how people played the game and how you were able to put up some of the yards and completion percentages and all that that they have now that uh, probably wasn't there, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. They were good, but not as good as you get now. The, the stats are better now, right? 
Uh, Dan, MMS.com slash Super Bowl. Not M&M's, MMS. You know, just throw the, the and sign away. Yeah. Is peanut your peanut butter your favorite flavor? If you were driving. Yeah, yeah it's definitely peanut butter. Okay, I'm a peanut guy myself, but this is just, you know, this does have to work. You know what I mean? They just and dilute the it down. thing, if you're out in town here in Vegas to come to the Super Bowl, you want to go see the ring at the M&M's store in Vegas, you can go check that out, too. The process behind turning peanut butter into, you know, wearable jewelry is one I'm it's interested pretty, in. Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, well, you, you, you're going to see it. It's so a bad. brave and bold new world. He is <laughs> Dan Marino. You recognize him from everything we'll else. And now with M&M's. Hey, thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah, it it is a genuine pleasure to meet thanks. a genuine legend yes. in the Bad Boys 2 forever. Bad Boys Ventura was the platform. Dan Marino right here. Our Dallas Cowboy running back, Tony Pollard, sitting in with us. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Yes, sir. How you doing? I know we've asked you like a million times, but. Barbecue thoughts? Any any new thoughts on barbecue? You know, because your parents, we've all heard the story a million times. Do so you have any new thoughts on barbecue while we're at it? When you say any new thoughts, do you mean, do I have a new favorite? Yeah, like whatever. I mean, because everyone has asked you for over the last five years about barbecue and what you like, and what's the best, whatever. So has anything, has your opinion on barbecue changed so we can kind of put it to bed forever? Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah, I haven't. Okay. Any family recipes you want to give us? Well, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody where I got it. They would just know the quality of my rib improved. We were um, we were talking right when you sat down that you were on the Pat McAfee show on Wednesday. You said it was an interesting experience. And something you mentioned there was that you had gotten rid of social media. Um, I don't want to say got rid of. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you had taken a break from it, whatever. And you talked about when you're a cowboy, you know, you kind of got a whatever. You are well accustomed with that life now. It's a little bit different, obviously, than when you first started. You've seen different coaches, things like that. What has kind of been your thoughts on the way the season ended and the way fans have acted, et cetera, in the last few weeks? I mean, it was a tough loss. It was a tough way to go out for us to end our season, especially with us playing as good as we were throughout the course of the season. So um, it definitely was a disappointing loss for us. Yeah, that's pretty much. You know, it, it's hard to process how it ended so quickly. I mean, how do you react for that first couple of days? We heard Micah say, man, I went home. I was just almost ashamed to show my face. How, how was how long was it before you felt like, man, you know, season's done, time to look forward? I mean, season. I knew the season was done after the game, but for me, I hadn't I hadn't watched football since that game because I just feel like the way that we went out, you know, we're a much better team than that. So that was tough for us to go out that way. So, yeah, it's just been tough for me to watch. I hadn't even watched it. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl, though. But. Well, that makes sense. And I think that's kind of how a lot of fans deal with it, right? They're like, I don't and I don't want to listen to these shows, except for this one, obviously. Uh, you know, I don't want to watch any stuff. I don't even want to play Madden because I just don't want to think about it. And I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan my whole life and obviously covered the team a long time. This one did feel different. And some of it was you guys were so good at home. You were the two seed and, and you needed some some luck to go your way. And all that happened. And so I, was it different that you've experienced in, in your time now, three playoff losing seasons? Um, was it different than either loss to San Francisco? Just a little bit. I would say this one's probably a little bit tougher. I feel like any playoff loss, like which, whichever playoff loss it is, it's, the next one is going to be tougher than the last one. So, yeah. The next one's going to be tougher than the last one. That, it's so hard to get over these kind of things. So what's next for Tony Pollard, man? What's the next couple of weeks look like? The offseason? Where are you headed? What are you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm training after the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm getting back locked in, training, working out, um, getting my body back right. And then after that, we'll we'll see where everything goes, see how it plays out. 
So this is your second time on the on the precipice of free agency. Obviously, you got the franchise tag last year, but you were coming off the injury. Uh, first thing, and I'm sure you've been asked this, but did you ever feel 100%? Now that the season's over and you look back on it, did you ever feel like you fully got back to who Tony Pollard is? Yeah. I would say probably the Carolina game against the Panthers. That was when I felt like I was back to myself after that. So then along those lines, you obviously are feeling great now. You look great. Um, and you're getting some sleep. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but you're entering free agency and, and it's unknown about the tag stuff. I know you, you know, you've dealt with that. You got people who deal with it, but it seems like you might actually test free agency. That's a really powerful thing in life to be able to dictate things and control the market, whatever. Have you allowed yourself to think about it? Do you just let your, your people handle that? Do you do a little bit of both? I mean, is it too soon? Where's your head at? Um, I mean, it's a bit soon right now, especially with the season, current season still going on. But uh, after the Super Bowl, then when the free agency market gets going, I feel like it'll be it'll be a little bit more clear picture for me to see how see how things are going. It'll clear up for sure. Mm -hmm. um, where's your head at? I mean, if all things were equal, is Dallas the place you want to be? Yeah, if I could choose, I would love to be in Dallas. But at the end of the day, you know it's a business, so it is what it is. You, you have to be ready for what, what that comes with. He is Tony Pollard, current running back with the Dallas Cowboys. The future holds a lot of questions. I found it interesting. Dude, you haven't watched a game nope. since then? You couldn't – not a playoff game, not even a peak, man. Nope. Didn't miss it at all. No. <laughs> Do you normally watch, though? Like, if, well, you guys are – so, like, you normally watch, like, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football when y'all aren't in those slots? I normally do, but, like, that loss was so tough, and I feel like it was it was so disappointing on our on our part. But it's like I know we had the potential. We had the team. We had it all to be playing this weekend. So if you had to isolate the why, because that's, I mean, everyone keeps coming back. Why? They were so talented. They had all this stuff. If you if you had to put a why on it, what, what do you think went wrong? That's a tough question. Uh, I'm not sure. I get it. I mean, it's it's that sport. Sometimes the better team loses. Sometimes the, the coin lands on heads a hundred times in a row. That's just life. That's just fate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you have to move on. You have to kind of process. And, and sometimes things have to change. Like in free agency, you got to everybody graduates high school, right? You got to say goodbye to friends and go on to college or get drafted in the NFL um, and achieve adulthood. And when you achieve adulthood, you have partnerships. You are here with a great partner. I know Dak is a sleep number person. Sleep number is like the whole Cowboys I, at this point in time. I, too, am a sleep number. What, so what's your sleep number? Yes, and sir. what do you have going on with it? Um, yeah, I, I've been partnered with sleep number for a while now. Um, it was a no-brainer for me once you just think about the effect, the direct effect that getting a good night's sleep has on your performance the next day. And, um, you know, me coming off of the injury that I had, practicing, being up on my feet all day, going to means. So when I get home, my ankle's probably swollen, my foot's swollen, but you know, having a bed where I can elevate my feet or elevate my head or whatever I need to do to, to get better and then wake up and I'm feeling better. Ankle's not swollen anymore. So just those, all the pros that come with it, you know, it was a no-brainer. For the video audience, you have a pillow. Yes, uh, did. Um, we were hoping that is this, can you explain what's going on here? Yeah, I got a, I got a sleep number pillow for... I guess. Well, you know, I'll let y'all rock paper scissors for it. Really we don't want to. We get to keep this. Is that what you're saying? Yes, indeed. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I don't think we're rock paper scissors, Tony. We've spoken before. I, we, you and I go way back. So, I, I'm a current and, and so I, so I need to get in on the action. That's what I'm saying. Just you get to pick, Tony. Right now, we can't decide. 
No, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to the young man. Hey, yeah. one, my man. question. I'm going to Memphis. I say I got to find either hot chicken or ribs. Where do you send me? Where do I eat? Other than your, other than the family business. Okay, okay. I would definitely yeah, say yeah, Polish, but uh, if you're not gonna go to Polish, you got to go to A and R. A and R. And what do I get? Ribs. Get the ribs. Um, are they dry or are they what? However you like them. How do you I like them? mine dry. Me too. I like dry. Doesn't hide the meat. If you do move on from Dallas this year, who are some of the young players that you know you've gotten to see? It doesn't have to be rookies necessarily. It doesn't have to be Deuce Vaughn. Uh, that you're just you. Man, I know those guys. I'm going to see them. They're going to keep dominating around the NFL. They're starting something special, and we're just going our separate ways right now. Um, if that was the case, I would say uh, Malik Davis, uh, Hunter Lupke, and Rico Dowdle. All, all backfield list. dudes. Look at you, company man. I, I remember in a similar way uh, talking to Jordan Lewis and Chidabe Awuze, because they came, I know yeah. you know, they came in together. And they were just, they both had the highest level of belief in each other. And they were both right. Like, they're both awesome. And uh, I saw you were asked about Jordan's comment about Isaiah Pacheco, uh, about how he um, he runs like he bites people. Um, <laughs> what do you run like? I've been told that I run like a toddler running away from somebody. I've been told that I run like I'm on my tippy toe. I've been told a lot of different things. Runs uh, like a toddler. <laughs> You can say I've been told I run like I stole something. <laughs> That's uh, how you get paid right there. You man. run like you stole something. That's where you get it. Yeah. Tony Pollard, Dallas Cowboys, stopping by on Radio Real. Thanks for the pillow. Thanks for the thoughts, man. We appreciate, yes, sir. You. I appreciate it. Tony, last thing. I've told you this before. Thank God you didn't wear number 36. You're too cool, dude. That would have been ugly. Yeah, that was that was too big of a number on me. It was weighing me down. If you um if whatever circumstances happen and you were in a different number next year, and would it be 20 or would you want something else? Um, either I would go with 20 or my old college number if it was open.